The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Welcome again to I3L Podcast. And here again, we're making sure that your leadership journey is seamless and your experience beautiful. We have been having a series called The Business of Leadership. We started with the business of people. We went to the business of productivity, the business of performance. And today we are in the business of power, the business of power. It was David McClellan, the famed Harvard professor who said that the greatest motivator for leadership is power. You know, he was saying that for the entrepreneur, the motivation is change. But for leadership, McLean said it's power. And he defined power as having an impact, control, or influence over another person, group, or the world at large, and understanding how you use them. So having an impact, having control, having influence over another person or group or the world at large, it's how David McClellan defined power. Now, leadership was understand that they do not exist in the world without power because power is the ability to get work done. So while it may seem an archaic word that lots of people will seek to avoid, any work that must be done where two or three people are gathered must necessitate a study of power because it's going to be how do I influence people to do this? How do I impact people to do this? So now, like I said earlier on, the dominant motif for an entrepreneur is the need to achieve what David McClellan told us, that the dominant need for the leader is the need for power. So power, in essence, is the exercise of leadership. And leadership is only defined if you have power. If you do not have power, then you are not in leadership. Leadership always involves attempts of a leader to affect behavior of followers in a situation. So if you do not have power, some of the power could be gotten by cohesion, some of the power is gotten by position, in that different forms of powers. But the most important thing you must understand is the fact that as a leader, you are trying to attempt to modify behavior or trying to change path, but you cannot do that if you do not have power. Without power in an organization, nothing, yes, nothing gets done. And leadership becomes a fallacy. Leaders without power are ineffective. Leaders without power are ineffective. Do you know that politics actually is a game for the pursuit of power? So power effect is that it can change behaviors and action. So when someone has power, he comes into a place and says, look, do this. If the person has power, you will see it gets done. But if you know the person does not have power, nothing gets done. I remember the case of um, General Eisenhower when he used to be the commander of the United States Allied Forces. He said whenever he spoke, everybody obeyed. But when he became president of the United States, he didn't have that kind of power So because the context was really, really, really different. So the essence of leadership is the fact that it can alter behaviors and change actions. So, so therefore, you ask me, what's power's best use? My opinion, power's best use is to do what is to drive change and influence result and drive change change in behavior change in attitude change 
in thinking or in the mindset and therefore influence results. So a leader must understand that, look, we are in the game. We're in the business of power. One question that I all great leaders ask themselves and which I found myself asking is that, how do you use power when you're the most important person or you're the most powerful person in the room? As a father, as a team lead, as a husband, as a governor, as a president, as a company commander, this will really determine who you really are. How do you use power? Do you use it to stifle people or use it to promote, to make people swear? That is who you really are. So if you have power, the most productive use is not to exact dominance, it's not to exact control, but because that would erode team spirit or even culture over time. So the most productive use is for you to drive needed organizational change and needed behaviors in organization. So if you have power, the most productive use is not to exact dominance or control, which can erode team spirit, like I said, but the most productive use is to drive needed organizational change and behavior. That means using your power to make things happen that otherwise would not have happened without you. Using your power to make things happen that otherwise would not have happened without you. Because if things are going the way you believe they should, there's no need to intervene. It's only when things are going off course. And when things are going off course and you see it, you have to accept, oh, okay, this is the way to go. And only power can change things. Every object will remain in the state that it is except a greater force comes and moves it. That's the Newton law of motion. And it's also a law that also works in organization. It's also a law that works in organization. So let me talk to you about five insights in which I found out in the business of power. Number one, power is a revelator. I've heard this about it before. It actually, power is neither moral or immoral, but either reveals who you are and your belief. It's important to understand that exceptional leaders always leverage power not for themselves but for the good of others nelson mandela one of the world's most important leaders leveraged it for others when his successors were leveraging for themselves they lost the ability to influence others they lost the ability to influence others so you must understand that power is a revelator power is a revelator number two insight i've got about power is that power is relational the power of relationship is the influence that leaders gain through the formal and informal networks both within and inside and outside the organization i read the story about rosa parks and how she defied the fact that she was told to stand up from the boss and cause the revival or the renewal in america one of the things that came out was that she had both formal and formal networks that came out to become useful for her. As people grow up in organization, those that actually succeed or have the power to achieve things have been those ones who were able to build both formal and informal networks, both inside and outside the organization. So if you just come to an organization and all you just have is formal organization, you probably will have people with their heart, with their hands, but not their heart. But if you build a formal organization, you probably will have people with their hand and their heart. My late father once told me about an ex-Nigerian president that every time he saw all soldiers of their categories, he would be asking them about the names. He would call the names of their children one by one, asking them very particular questions. How your son doing? How your daughter doing? Call their names and every time he saw them, he would do that. He created informal networks that helped him to gain power when he needed to become powerful. Now, so 
power is relational. The third insight I want to also share with you is the fact that power is relative. Now, today, access to power is as powerful as it used to be, but power is still very valuable. Most people have authorities in the organization, but they are relative to other people. So, for instance, your immediate boss may have power to give you a query, but the top boss may have power to make you renew your CV. So, the question is, you have to understand that in every organization, power is relative. The fourth thing I want to also let you know, insight I got from business of power, is that power has risk. What do I mean by that? Your use of power can further or destroy the organization or institutions. Your use of power. So when people have power, the way they leverage it, if they use it for themselves, they could destroy the organization. Very many times in the book, Good to Great, Jim Collins spoke about the level five leaders and he always spoke about the fact that level five leaders were people that grew above level four leaders, yet level four leaders were capable or competent, but they always use power for themselves and not for the organization. So power has risk. If you're going to be like Jim Collins said, level five leader, you must know that your use of power will be for the organization and not for personal enhancement. The final insight I have from power is the fact that power has reward. Do not forget, I told you earlier on that if you are, the way you use power will determine whether people will give you their hearts or their hands. The way you use power will determine whether people will give you their hearts or their hands. If you use power for yourself, people will most likely give you because of their job security or insecurity they probably will give you their hands but if you use power to further the organizational goals they probably will give you their heart so leaders at all levels have access to power often that power goes unrecognized or underutilized leaders at all levels have access to power often that power goes unrecognized or underutilized the center for creative leadership describes the following as the sources of power in organizations number one the power of position is a form of authority that derives from a person's title or position in an organization the power of position is the formal authority that derives from a person's title or position in an organization so for instance the top man the ceo his power is derived from the position he holds other source of power that ccl described is the power of charisma is the influence that is generated by a person's style or persona the influence that is generated by a person's style or persona so when you see people who are charismatic you find that yeah they also have power and that power is derived by their their style or their persona the ccl also defined the sonder of power as a as a power relationship is the influence that leaders gain through their formal and informal networks both inside and outside of the organization do not forget i said i've also told you about the fact that power is uh, relational so the ccl also spoke about the fact that the power of relationship is the influence that leaders gained through their formal and informal network the ccl also said that the power of, of information is gotten from the control that is generated through the evidence deployed to make an argument so person who has information in an organization now, can deploy evidence to make an argument so the person has the power of information. The CCL also spoke about the other power source in the organization as the power of expertise is the influence that comes from developing and communicating specialized knowledge or the perception of knowledge. So the CFO of an organization is being deferred to when it comes to making money matters because he's the number one man, he's the one that has specialized knowledge of how to make sure the organization do not become 
cash empty. Now, another power that the CCL also spoke about in organization is the power of punishment, which is the ability to sanction individuals for failure to conform to standards or expectations. The failure to sanction individuals for failure to perform to standards or expectations. And finally, the CCL also said about the source of power is the power of reward, which is the ability to recognize or reward individuals for adhering to standards or expectations. So those are the seven things in which the seven service of power that CCL described in organization. So as you begin to grow your leadership journey, number one, you may be aiming for the power position, but you have to understand that you have to develop the power of charisma, influence. You also have to understand that you have to develop the power of relationship through the formal and informal networks. I remember that many organizations where I've consulted for, they will say that this person doesn't have visibility, he doesn't have visibility. And those are saying that he does not have the formal and the formal networks to be able to get things done in this organization. So the power of relationship is very important. It could, it could mean the difference between truncating your career at a particular point or moving forward into top leadership positions. The power of information, we live in an information age. Information is at our beck and call, but also how to use, how to move, how to make this information become knowledge. It's through the use of this. And the power of expertise and the power of punishment and the power of reward. Those things will also aid your leadership journey. So that's the business of power. Power is how things get done in organization. And leaders must understand that since they're in the business of results, they're in the business of making sure things get done in the organization, they are also in the business of power. Because power is how it gets done, is the exercise of leadership, is the exercise of leadership. And nothing gets done without power in an organization. And henceforth, you must understand power. You must understand power. And I'll just leave you with the insights from David McClellan, the great researcher, who said that there are two kinds of power, the pro-social power or the personalized power. So people that use power for themselves are personalizing power. The people that use power for other people are pro-social power. And obviously, all of us want to work with people who do not personalize themselves as the entity, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega of the organization. You want to work with people who do, who ensure that they're able to perform for the organization or use power for the organization. Same conclusions that Jim Collins came to. That's how a level five leader actually evolves and develops. So as you journey in your leadership, you must understand that the business of power is very important. You must understand, you must understand the concept of power, how it's achieved, how it's lost, and how you can become rewarded by the proper use of power in an organization. Do not forget you're in the business of power. And without power, you can get things done. God bless you. Have a great week. Next week, we'll look at it again in I3L podcast which always comes to you to make sure that your leadership journey is seamless and your leadership experience beautiful. My name remains Kyle Deguta. God bless you.